Hi guys, welcome to the World of Podcast. Hope you've been blessed by the previous episodes. I'm excited that you've joined in today. Let's get right into it. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16, the NIV. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. I'll read the Passion Translation as well. Now, remember, it is I who sends you out, even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves. So be shrewd as snakes, yet as harmless as doves. The title of this chapter, if your Bible has got one, is Jesus Sends Out His Twelve Apostles. This journey started when Jesus went out after he prayed and found ordinary men whom he called and they accepted his call to follow him. They went everywhere with him and observed his way of life which was different to what they were used to. The priests who they hallowed and respected opposed every move Jesus made and Jesus constantly reproved them in their ways of doing things. His life was a mystery to those who knew him. The priests were isolated from the people, especially sinners, as they did not want to be desecrated by them. But Jesus went for the worst kind of sinners, those who have been written off by society. For example, when the woman with the alabaster box came to him and worshipped with her tears and dried it with her hair, they again questioned his ministry, saying, How could this man be a prophet if he could not identify a sinner like this woman? If only he knew, he would not let her come close to him. When he was by the well in Samaria with the Samaritan woman, it was a shocker to those who saw him, especially his disciples. They asked among themselves, Why is he talking to her? Even the woman with whom Jesus talked said to him, We have nothing in common. So we see Jesus presenting a different approach to life, essentially the God kind of life to his disciples and to us with regards to how we approach people who are yet saved by grace. Of course, no one was saved before Jesus died, but to us we can now use that terminology. He treated them with unfeigned love, the kind of love they had never experienced. Instead of condemnation, which was the order of the day, he brought grace. And that's a very important message for us today. The enemy condemns us and keeps us in the mess, but grace loves us for who we are and shows us the way out of our mess. To someone listening and feeling unworthy, I say to you, Jesus loves you. Yes, you. Yesterday we talked about the Father's love, and yes, you are loved by Jesus. Scriptures say, for God so loved the world. It's not a case of whether God will love the world. He already does. He demonstrated his love by his actions. Now the ball is in our court to demonstrate our love for him by our actions. Okay, let's get back on track. The disciples spent quality time with him those days after he dismissed the crowd. The Bible says he was alone with his disciples to explain matters further to them. 
they had the privilege of getting further explanation and gaining deeper knowledge and understanding into things. They asked questions about the life of Jesus and got answers. While others marveled and wondered, they knew what was happening and at least above the average population. I give this background to say that Jesus could only send them because they had been with him. They had been imparted by him and he considered it legit to send them out because he had you and I in mind. This brings us to the kind of leadership Jesus demonstrated. Such an empowering leader. He was willing to let them practice with him being around. I remember how angry we were as children when the older generation would not let us get on the musical instrument in church. We disliked their actions and to be honest, we hated them. We thought they were stifling our skills. You and I know it's ungodly to hate anyone, but we were children and ignorant, so pardon us. (laughs) But I have a message for someone in leadership role. Do you find that you're not satisfied until you've done it yourself? Would your unavailability lead to a non-functional process? Then there's work to be done. Success on leadership is not about being the go-to person for everything, but making sure people are developed, and even in your absence, things work efficiently like you were there. This is true leadership. Imagine if Jesus had no disciples or he never developed them. The journey would have ended on the cross. But glory to God because the journey did not end there. In fact, Jesus replicates himself in everyone who opens their heart to him, and indeed, he is alive all over the world, and walking through human beings just like he did when he was here himself. In a nutshell, we can say Jesus is here, inside children of God like you and I. We're mobile Jesuses everywhere we go. The verse says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves, Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. We see the same figure of speech used for Jesus in Isaiah 53, 7. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep is silent before its shearers, he did not open his mouth. Before anyone gets upset to ask why Jesus would use that illustration, he was the first to have been likened to a sheep, and that defines humility and a gentle spirit. The sight of a sheep gives a message of innocence. They are willing to go anywhere the shepherd leads. Jesus also describes himself as the good shepherd who seeks the best interests of his sheep. A goat, on the other hand, would never go where you want it. It will resist you with everything it's got. And this brings another question to mind. Are you indeed a sheep under the sheepfold of Christ? Or are you one that cannot afford to obey his leading? Jesus says his sheep know his voice and they obey him. People who don't believe in God consider Christians to have been brainwashed because they feel they are being strong when they refuse the message and love of Christ. Note this, rejecting the message of Christ is not an indication of strength. I'll try not to dwell much on that, but in the short time I've lived, I realized that those who put up a front are the most insecure inside. 
Jesus loves you genuinely and you will never regret accepting his love. He says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. This is scary when you think about the relationship between sheep and wolves. Sheep are constant prey for wolves and several measures have been put in place to help protect the lives of sheep. These include the presence of a good shepherd, building a wall, and recently introduced is adding watchdogs to the herd. What does this tell us? Sheep cannot protect themselves. So when we read the scripture, we say, I will cover you with my wings. The scripture about dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And that about vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We understand the role played by our Heavenly Father. I advise you get on YouTube and watch a two-minute clip on wolf attacking sheep. And this will give you an idea of the disposition of the sheep. So when we say people are after our lives as Christians, I say God is aware. He says, surely they shall gather, but not by you. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Imagine a sheep walking through hundreds of wolves and they can't do nothing because there's a shepherd right there to protect it. That's the imagery that comes to mind. A sheep does not know to fight. The fight is done by the shepherd. I believe strongly that if we study the lives of sheep, it will change the way we practice Christianity. The verse ended by saying, Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. I'll read something from Gail, which I find intriguing about the last part of this verse. He said, The serpent is a very sharp-sighted, cunning creature and uses various arts and stratagems for its own preservation and especially of its head, and is so far to be imitated by the followers of Christ as to make use of all proper methods to preserve themselves from the insults and rage of men and not expose themselves to unnecessary dangers. And as much as in them lies, they should be careful to give no just occasion of offense or irritate and provoke them to use them ill and to avoid all snares and traps that are laid for them, and at the same time maintain the innocence and harmlessness of the dove, being free from all wicked cunning and craftiness without rancor, malice and wrath, not mediating and seeking revenge, but meek and humble in their deportment, leading inoffensive lives, and proceeding in the course of their calling, though liable to many insults and much oppression. What are some life lessons we can learn from this verse as we come to a close? Number one, for anyone to be sent, they must have been with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus? We see the reverse in the lives of the seven sons of Sceva. They had not been with him, but they sent themselves and they were disgraced by the demon. May that not be our portion. Lesson number two, true leadership is not centered on one person, but empowers others to become leaders. Number three, but not the least, the Lord will fight for you. Depend on him and hold your peace. Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for your word which has come forth today. Help us, Lord, 
to obey you as the true shepherd. Help us to be a true sheep in your sheepfold. Help us, Lord, to be innocent, to be just, to be modest, to be harmless. Help us to be plain. Help us to have a good heart, a heart of love. Help us to be just like you in this world. Help us to spend time with you so we can learn of you. And as we learn of you, help us to be able to transmit and transfer that knowledge and your power to others around us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We'll see you tomorrow by God's grace. God bless you. Bye-bye.